0: Been teaching on faith and prayer long enough. I think we need to take a side journey and take action on what we have learned so far. We've been teaching on building your own faith and having your own faith long enough that I think we need to take a side journey and take action on what we have learned so far. Let's go to Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Our healing, the healing of our bodies from God's standpoint is already an accomplished fact. Isaiah 53, four and five, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now once you see these truths from the word of God, your life will change forever. You know, Paul prayed two prayers for the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter one and Ephesians chapter three. Now, those people were born again, those people were spirit filled, and yet Paul prayed for them that the eyes of their heart, the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened or opened. One translation says that the eyes of your spirit might be opened that you may see and know the things that are freely given unto you by God. They had been born again. They had been filled with the Spirit, but they had not clearly seen with the eyes of the Spirit. You know, the inward man has eyes also. We don't have time to go there, but we see that clearly in the Old Testament. Lord, open his eyes that he might see. You know, the inward man has eyes too. We see with our physical eyes, but the inward man also has eyes. They had not clearly, the Ephesians had not clearly and thoroughly seen the things of God that belonged to them. Now, once you come into an understanding of this, you you understand how good people, God's people, uh, can do without and suffer and experience defeat. Our healing, the healing of our bodies from God's standpoint... Is already an accomplished fact. Amen. The twofold plan of redemption means not only the remission of sins and the new birth, but also the healing of the body. This is a double cure, as it were, that Jesus has accomplished for us. Now the scripture clearly says in Matthew 8:17, Matthew 8:17, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up what tense is that? He took up our infirmities and carried, what tense is that? And carried our diseases. And here in Matthew's gospel, uh, Matthew is quoting from Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. You understand Isaiah was a prophecy. And so he's saying past tense, but it's a prophecy. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And then, of course, in the Old Testament, Isaiah says, and by his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. Now, in the Hebrew, it says that Jesus bare our sicknesses and our pains, and thank God he has. In verse 4, griefs, The Hebrew word for grief should be translated sicknesses or diseases and sorrows should be translated as pain or pains. So a more accurate read on Isaiah 53, 4 would be surely he hath borne our sicknesses and diseases and carried our pains. Now, when we get into this, we're going to, we're going to deal with one Hebrew word and, and it really brings clarity to what happened because most of us think, well, he bore our sicknesses and our diseases that he took them upon himself, which he did. And Isaiah 53, 5 says, and with his stripes, we are healed. Now in the New Testament, Peter quotes this in the past tense, because when we get to the New Testament, the work of Christ was a fait complete; It was a finished work. It was done. It is finished. And because the work of Christ is done, it is available to us now, but just like everything else, you know, Christ died for the sins of the world, but not everybody's saved. Why is that? Well, see, and then also Romans ten seventeen, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if you go to, <clears throat> you know, certain churches and they're not preaching the born again experience, they're not preaching repentance. They're not preaching making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. They're not preaching, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. They're not preaching, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Well, nobody gets saved. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well, the same thing is true right here. That if you're in a place and you're not hearing about it, then how can you have faith for it? 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were healed. Were healed. What tense is that? Past tense. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew quotes Isaiah 53.4 in the context of Jesus healing the sick. (laughs) It's not chance. It's not happenstance. Look at Matthew 8. Let's pick up in verse 14. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. How many? Aww. All the sick. Now, this was to fulfill. Verse 17. So a lot of times I do it every morning, quote Isaiah, excuse me, Matthew 8:17, but I do so out of context. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, the reason I quote it every morning of my life, it's one of my several healing verses but it's in that context it's in that context of Jesus healing the fever of Peter's mother-in-law and then the town hearing about it coming to the house and Jesus healing all their sick that verse 17 is written this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases so how can we know Isaiah 53 also includes healing in the atonement. This this has been a big issue all of my life. I was 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old, and I went to a full gospel denominational Bible school. And that particular full gospel denomination, one of the founders was a scholar named P.C. Nelson. If I remember right, it was P.C. Nelson that moved what is now Southwestern Assemblies of God College from Enid, Oklahoma, down to Waxahachie. I think it was. But the point is, he wrote a book. My copy from the 70s is a little white hardcover book. And it's called Bible Doctrines by P.C. Nelson. And I used to carry it to class. And every time I sat in class and somebody said that healing was not for everybody or healing was not in the atonement, I'd lift my hand and I would say, well, why does Dr. P.C. Nelson say on page such and such of Bible Doctrines, that healing is in the atonement and healing is for all. Listen, when you delete something from the Word of God, it is very convenient because if you delete something from the Word of God, nobody's believing for it, nobody's expecting it, and nobody is going to wonder what in the world is going on when they don't receive it. Our job is not to go through the Bible and edit inconvenient truths. Our job is to preach the word so that faith can come. And when faith comes, based on whatever scripture we are teaching and preaching on, then the evidence will manifest. Can I get an amen? Amen. So Matthew confirms it for us. And the Gospels and the New Testament clearly testify to the fact that healing is a part of the atonement. Healing is in the atonement. Healing is the will of God for your life. Divine health is the will of God for your life. And so if Jesus bore our sicknesses, and Isaiah 53, 4 says that he did, then there's no need for us to bear them too. Isaiah 53, 4 again, King James, surely he hath borne our griefs, which is sicknesses or diseases or infirmities, and carried our sorrows or pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now that word born, that's where I wanted to get to, that word born in the Hebrew means to lift up, to take away, to convey, or to remove to a distance. To lift up, to take away, to convey, or to remove to a distance. He hath borne our sicknesses, our diseases, and our infirmities, and he has carried or born our pains. Again, born means, the Hebrew word means to lift up, to take away, to convey, or to remove to a distance. Therefore, when the word says he has borne our sicknesses, it means that he has borne them away. All of my life, I think I've had the mental image that he bore them, he, he, they came on him and they were on him on the cross. But we're gonna get to the use of this word. It's actually a Levitical word, and amazingly, it is the same word that Moses used in Leviticus 16.22, talking about the scapegoat. It's a word that applied to the scapegoat, that bore the sins of the people. It's the same word from Leviticus 16.22. The goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. You see, the high priest laid his hands on the goat, this scapegoat, and by faith conferred or transferred the sins and the iniquities of the people of Israel to this scapegoat. Then the goat was taken out to the land not inhabited and turned loose in the wilderness. So that is the exact same word used in Isaiah 53 4 and 5. J- Jesus bore our sicknesses and diseases. He lifted He lifted them up, He took them away, He conveyed them, or He removed them to a distance. You see, the high priest laid his hands on this goat, this scapegoat, then they they didn't kill that goat as a sacrifice. They took it out to an uninhabited land and they turned it loose in the wilderness. And just as that goat bore away. Can you see that? Can you, can you picture it in your mind's eye? Just as that goat bore away the sins of Israel, because it's the same Hebrew word used, Jesus bore our sins. He bore our sicknesses. He bore away our sicknesses. He bore away our diseases. And this really lines up with Deuteronomy 28. That if I will live a covenant life, all these blessings come upon me and overtake me. Uh, But on the other hand, if I don't obey God, then all the curses come upon me. See, we want to live a life where the right stuff's coming and the wrong stuff's going. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, seeing these truths from the word of God will change your life forever. See, the problem is that a lot of people live in this realm where stuff happens. And let me tell you what, our country has gotten to the point where people out here believe that every problem can be solved with a psychiatrist, a surgery, or a pill. And it is just not so. So a lot of problems can be solved with a behavior change. We're not teaching on that tonight. And other problems can be solved by taking God at his word. When these truths get registered in your heart, on the inside of you, in your spirit, man, healing will come. If we can get past the mind, and the mind's the problem. I think a lot of our problem is, I told somebody that works for me, I think a lot of our problem is, a lot of our prayers have been baptized in unbelief. Because we go to God you know, at the prayer time and we're confessing the Word of God and then later in the day we're talking about our symptoms and talking about our pains and talking about our problems and all of this other. And so we we can take our own prayers and literally drive a stake through the heart of our own prayers. The challenge is bypassing our minds and all the sensory knowledge we've accumulated all of our years. And I think the internet makes it all worse because whatever Whenever anything comes up, is our first thought, what has God said? Or is our first thought, let's Google that. It's convicting, isn't it? I said, is our first thought, what has God said? Or is our first thought, let's Google that. This is why Paul prayed for the Ephesians in Ephesians 1:18 to 22. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know, in order that you may know. See, having an opinion is not knowing. Thinking is not knowing in order that you may know. I know two plus two equals four. I don't care what they say. I know a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. I don't care what they say. In other words, you know certain things. The problem is when it comes to God's word, we have filled our minds with so much information via our sensory knowledge. What we can see, taste, touch, hear, and smell that a lot of times that overwhelms revelation knowledge. And we don't, we, we, we may be acquainted with what the Bible says about something, but we don't know it. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, And every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Tell your neighbor, that's a lot of power. (laughs) The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what he wants us to know. To know. And to the Hebrew, to know is not... You know, like to read a a magazine article. To know means to experience, to comprehend, to apprehend. How do we come to know what Jesus has done for us? That Jesus has borne away our sicknesses. He has removed our sicknesses away to a distance. Well, this is why God told Joshua, we brought it up the last two or three Wednesday nights, this is why God told Joshua in Joshua 1.8 that we have to meditate on God's word. We have to meditate on the word of God. And when it comes to, you know, we can do our annual Bible reading and we can do our daily prayer, but that's not meditation. Meditate on the Word of God. Sin, hear it, meditate on this. Write it down and meditate on it. Sin and sickness have passed from me to Calvary. Sin and sickness have passed from me to Calvary and salvation and health have passed from Calvary to me. Can you see it? Sin and sickness have passed from me to Calvary And salvation and health have passed from Calvary to me. So we need to train ourselves that no matter what comes up in life, to ask ourselves, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? You know, your little beloved youngin, you know, smarts off to you. What does the Bible say? We need to train ourselves. What does the Bible say? There's not enough money to pay all the bills this month until next payday. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? We need to ask ourselves all the time, what does the Bible say? And whatever the answer is, that's the answer. Amen. Now, Not a psychiatrist, a surgeon, or a pill. Amen. Listen, the world didn't have all these troubles until the invention of psychiatry. Got a big amen on that. <laughs> if only we had all your psychiatry fees. We could build phase two. You know, a lot of people don't want to know what the Bible says. They go down to the mall, they do surveys and ask lost people, what do you like about church, what do you not like about church? And the answer for the preachers was to not have the Bible in the sermons anymore. But if you don't have the Bible, you don't have any faith. If you don't have any faith, nobody gets saved, nobody gets healed, nobody gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's no miracles. So what does the Bible say about healing? Matthew 8.17. Jesus took up, what tense is that? Jesus took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. What tense is carried? Pass. First Peter 2.24. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. What tense is that? By whose stripes you were healed. Well, Pastor Gene, if that's so, why didn't everybody walk in it? Well, why isn't everybody rich? Amen. Amen. You see, we, we get the word of God, we work. Every morning now, typically I, I'm, a, I'm about at the, same path, path, at the same place on my path every morning when I say, thank you, Father God, I'm made rich in every way so that I can be generous on every occasion. And the Spirit's reminding me that when I started saying that, we weren't making it. Are you hearing me? And I don't think in my entire 60, going on 67 years, the devil has fought me on anything like he did back there in 1989, 1990, 1991, saying I'm being made rich in every way so that I can be generous on every occasion. He would say, you're lying. You know it, you're lying. And my answer to him was, if I repeat what God has said, how can I lie? All right, so somebody can work that but not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Somebody can be baptized in the Holy Spirit but not have all their needs met. Man, you have got to find what you need in the Word of God and you have got to apply it to your life. You have got to let it come out of your mouth. You have got to meditate on it until faith comes and then you got to go out here and act like it's so. By whose stripes you were healed. That's a settled fact. By whose stripes you were healed. That's a settled faith fact. By whose stripes you were healed. That's what God says about your situation. I said, That's what God says about your situation. Say it out loud healing belongs to me. Again, healing belongs to me. Again, healing belongs to me. Again, healing belongs to me. Say it out loud ha ha, Mr. Devil. Healing belongs belongs to me. Say, Jesus got healing for me. It's mine. mine. I'm not even trying to get it. Because he got it for me. See, why should I try and get something God already got for me? Why should I go out here and worry about and muss and fuss and strive and push and pull over something God already got for me? That'd be like trying to go out here and earn my salvation. (laughs) Hallelujah. Say it out loud, it's mine. It's mine. Now, now we're gonna, we're gonna rehearse some things that'll help you. Say it out loud, I side in with the word. I, side in with the I word. take sides with the word. According to the word of God, I'm healed. I'm healed. Again, according to the word of God, according I'm healed. God, I'm healed. I'm Again, healed. According, according, to God, according to the word of God, I'm, healed. Healed. I'm healed. I'm not trying to get healed. I don't have to get it. I'm Jesus already got it for me. It belongs, it belongs to me. Healing belongs to me. According to, God, According to the word of God, I am healed. Shout out loud five times. According to the word of God, I am healed. To the word of God, I am healed. See, the devil, <laughs> the devil, is a liar. I mean he is you remember what Saddam Hussein talked about the father this the father that well the devil is the father of lies he is like the original liar and he comes along with his symptoms. I mean, we just need to say, look, Satan, you just gather up up all your symptoms and you just get out of here because I'm not having it. I'm not accepting it. I'm not going for it. I don't believe it. I'm not having it. I'm not going to tolerate it. By his stripes, I have been healed. Jesus took up my infirmities and carried my diseases, and with his stripes, I have been healed. So listen here, Mr. Devil. You just gather up all your symptoms and get the heck out of here. Amen. Over and over and over and over healing in the four gospels was tied to rebuking evil spirits. Am I saying everybody that's got a symptom has an evil spirit? No. In the same way the angels of God are sent forth to minister for the saints, the fallen angels are sent forth to cause trouble. That doesn't mean everybody that's sick's got a spirit, but... What I'm saying is these spirits are working. You know they're working in Washington. You know they're working in the public schools. You know they're working in organized medicine. You know they're working at the CDC. These spirits are working. And the whole objective is to know what God has done for you through the Lord Jesus Christ and not let them work in you. I mean, but if you don't know who the enemy is, how are you going to fight the enemy? Am I helping anybody? Say it out loud, according to the word of God, I'm healed. Again, according to the word of God, I'm healed. It is written, by whose stripes you were healed. If we were healed, then I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. I'll give you the Dr. Frederick Casey Price Inner city version. If we say it out loud, if we were healed, healed, then I was healed. healed. If I was healed, healed, then I is healed. healed. (laughs) Present tense. That's what he was trying to emphasize. Present tense. In the same way, you can have a, a, a lack of funds for a week or a pay period. Satan does Satan will organize these things to get you to change your confession. So what's the first thing you do? Run down to the bank for a loan? Start, and you know men, men, men are the biggest criers. There's a reason women have babies, because men, I don't care what they're doing with all this uh, role swapping, ain't no man gonna have no baby because ain't no man could take the pain. I stub my toe, and it is an earth-shattering event. But I'm saying these things are organized to get us off our game. Organized by the devil, emissaries sent to us to get us off our confession and to get us looking to other sources. Say it again I am healed, I am am well. am well, I am whole. Hallelujah. Say it again. I am healed. I am well. I am whole. Hallelujah. I am well. I am healed. I am whole. Now, our problem is we just don't spend enough time on this stuff. I mean, if somebody has a need in their body, how much time are we spending meditating on the Word of God versus watching how much time are we spending rehearsing the Word of God versus watching? In other words, a lot of our challenge is we just don't focus. We don't focus until we get rid of whatever the issue is. And then I'll tell you something else, too. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. And, and there has to come up a holy anger and, that, that I'm not having this. Amen. I'm not going to live this way. I'm not having this. And just tell the devil, like I said, gather up your symptoms and get out because I'm not having it. Now, when it came to children, you know, we tried to use prudence. And so, you know, we would say, you know, Austin, Christina, they'll be well by morning. This fever will be gone by morning, whatever the situation was. And uh, 80% of the time, that was the end of it, but there were those times where we did not get what we said on that basis, and so we were prudent because it's not my life. See, I, I can just be as crazy as I want to be with my life, but not my children's lives. Yes. And so then we'd take them to the doctor, and we never had a big problem. And, and, even, and we have to learn how to pray for people even when, when somebody goes to the doctor, even if somebody's getting some medicine, even if somebody's getting a surgery. Lord God... You know, agree with them. You cannot get somebody to agree with you at some level of faith they're not prepared to operate at. And so, if they feel like they need this or they need that or they, they need to go here and get that help, agree with them in faith at their level. That it'll all go well, the medicine will work, the surgeon knows what he's doing, which is a big thing right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The very fact that two and a half years later, they're forcing people to wear masks in hospitals tells you that it's none of it about science. It is more akin to voodoo than it is science. Amen. There's never been anything in the history of the world two and a half years later, people had to mask up over. And then also the science, the studies have proven the masks do nothing. The, the particles of COVID are smaller than the gaps in the cotton masks. I'm saying we put our faith in a lot of stuff. And rather than go get this opinion and that opinion and the other opinion and the other opinion and then praying, go to God first. Now, I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. I'm saying give God the first opportunity to settle your situation. Go to God first. And then when you go to God, you receive your healing. Are you stronger or are you weaker? you're stronger. Amen. And the Lord has, (laughs) the Lord has taught me over the years. It's a hard thing because, you know, man, man, we can complain. You know, Fred Price talked about how he could complain in several, several different octaves, you know, I mean, we can complain. So the Lord has chastised me over the years and taught me, don't complain about it. Learn to say this, this is just another opportunity to prove that the word of God is so. So these challenges come along. Looks like we don't have enough or looks like, you know, something's too expensive or, you know, I got the symptom going on or whatever. This is just another opportunity to prove that the word of God is so. And I'll tell you what we're going to do at Faith Christian Center. Man, we are going to strap on the armor of God. We're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. And we are going to send the devil packing every time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he is a defeated foe. Say it out loud. The devil's not in charge of me. me. So lift both hands and start thanking God for it. Say it out loud. I am healed. I am am well. I am am whole. whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, I am healed. I am well. (coughs) I am whole. whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You don't have to understand it. All you have to do is believe what the word of God has said on any given subject. Believe it, confess it, and act like it's so. Just accept that which is written. You've accepted oftentimes what a friend said. I got in the most embarrassing situation in my entire life on this. There's a wonderful couple. They're barren. Wonderful. And mutual friends of theirs and mutual friends of ours told me specifically that she was finally able to conceive and have a baby. And I was somewhere, and I said, you know, called her name, you know, how are you enjoying that new baby? I ain't got no baby. Oh my God. The most embarrassing moment in going on 67 years. We accept what people tell us because we assume they know what they're talking about. Amen. We read a newspaper, a newspaper article, and we, we accept what it's saying. Somebody writes to you in a letter and tells you some news. We accept what it says. Well, all you have to do is accept what the Word of God says. And one thing about the Word of God, it's never going to be misinformation. One thing about the Word of God, God's not going to have to be embarrassed and scurry and edit it. You know, when, when the White House press secretary redefined recession wikipedia had to change their definition if i were, it was either 22 or 29 times over several days because there was no redefinition of recession that made any sense we serve a truth telling god and the bible has never been edited not one time amen. just accept the word of god and act as though it were true and act 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 with joy amen, amen and act upon it in faith, and it will become a reality in your life, and you'll have much cause for rejoicing. Now, let's lift our hands and thank Him again. Hallelujah, thank, thank you, Father God, I'm healed. Thank you, Father God, I'm well. Thank you, Father God, I'm whole. Thank you, Father God. Praise your holy name. First Peter 2.24 says, by whose stripes you were healed. I believe that. If I were healed, then I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. I side in with the word. I take sides with the word. Now symptoms of distress, pains, sicknesses, you leave my body. You have no right to stay here. I command you to go in Jesus' name, leave me now. Body, respond to the word of God. I command my body to obey the word of God. See, you and your body are not the same. You, you are a spirit, you, ha- you have a soul and you live in a body, so you can command your body. Say it out loud, body. body. I command you, I to, obey you. Obey to obey the Word of God. The Word of God, word of God, says, word of God says, I, I am, am healed. healed. Say it again, the Word of God says, of God says I, I am, am healed. healed. I side in with the Word. I take sides with the Word, body, my body, (coughs) obey the Word of God, body, you side in with the Word of God also, body, you are healed, hallelujah, 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 lift your hands and rejoice, hallelujah, let us rejoice in faith and let us act like the Word of God is so in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word doesn't work by wishing it would work. The word works by faith. Just a simple childlike faith, believing what God has said is so. You know, Jerry Savelle used to tell the the greatest story about going home after church. And one of the girls, when they were little, you know, daddy, can we stop for ice cream on the way home? And he said, well, sure, honey. You know, and you know how kids are. About one minute later, Daddy, can we stop for ice cream on the way home? Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I said we would. And then about two minutes later, Dad, Daddy, can we stop for ice cream on the way home? And then he snapped at him, and he said, I don't know why you don't take me at my, at my word. And the Lord said to him, I don't know why you're chastising them. You do that to me. Just a simple, childlike faith. You tell a child that uh, we're going to go fishing on Friday. I'm in... Mean, but there was no way Austin could have backed out of that campout, man. I mean, because, you know, Samuel is <laughs> holding him to his word. We're, go- we're going on the campout. That's it. Because, you know, man, that kid's holding you to your word. That's the way we need to be with God. A simple, childlike faith holding God to his word. And I'm here to testify that in my going on 67 years, he has not failed me. He has not let me down. Not one time. Amen.